I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. It is Tuesday, October the 3rd in the year of the Lord 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 942 of the Brian Hanks Show. If you missed our first hour, Man, you talk about a fast-moving hour. You missed a really good one with Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, as uh, we broke down a ton of stuff, uh, pretty much all NBA, too. And, uh, man, if you missed it, you listen to our replay at 3 o'clock right here on 960 Bet on the Bull or on 252 ESPN, or you can go to uh, our SoundCloud feed or go to BrianHanks.com. You can listen to it there. But uh, joining us right now, very honored. Uh, the uh, man, what honestly, just one of my favorite people on this freaking planet uh, from News Channel 12, Fox Eastern Carolina, and your MC, one of your MCs tonight for the cheerleading competition out at the Lenore County Fair. It's our good friend Brian North. How are you doing this morning, dude? I'm doing well. I hope everybody will be declared eligible in the cheerleading competition tonight, so I don't have to go through any of that stuff. Dude, that's funny. I, I tell you what, man. I, let's just jump right into it, dude. I talked about it in my monologue in the first hour and and teased that you were coming on here with us too. But I, I need to tell people this too. Get out to the cheerleading competition out at uh, Lenore County Fair tonight because uh, Brian North, myself, we're going to be out there. Hey, are one of your little terrorists coming with you? I don't think so. Grandma is taking one of them, and I think the other, the youngest, Taylor, not quite ready for that environment, so she'll get some one-on-one time with Mom. So it'll be just you and I, a couple of bachelors, hanging out, uh, trying to talk cheerleading, which is probably not not good. Dude, it's going to be fun, man. And I got to tell you, uh, Tanya Adams is just – when I mentioned it to her, because, you know, you and I talked about it last year, and you, I think – you were going to try to do it last year, but, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, life interfered and all that. Yeah. And uh, she was pumped about it last year. And, uh, dude, to have you out there, it's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about Skip Waters here in a little bit, too. But I tell you what, the breaking news, what happened yesterday with Newburn, I talked a little bit about it in the first hour, but I saved the majority of the talk for when you were going to join us here. And, dude, I got to tell yeah. you. I'm just going to ask a very simple question. You just take it away. What in the hell is going on over yeah. in Newburn, dude? Your your two hour radio show is not long enough to delve <laughs> into all the the craziness of this. All right, on the surface, right? It's just you're either eligible or you're not. You use ineligible players. You have to forfeit the championship. But this thing goes back years. Um, there are adults uh, that have been suing each other, and it seems that it became personal and. Um, maybe kids were, were part of the whole um, collateral damage that went along with this. There's so many gray areas in the laws and rules when it comes to who is eligible to participate in extracurricular activities. And, um, the, the NCHSAA dropped years ago. They dropped their attendance requirement. And so now that goes back to the actual schools themselves. So Craven County has their own attendance policy, but they don't even quite know what that is, and each of the schools uh, interprets it differently and deals with it differently, so uh, a kid at Newburn may be ineligible there, but would be eligible if they attended Havelock or West Craven, so that's how crazy this whole process is. Then you throw in the fact that this became this came to light last year. Now, let me let me go, let me start back at the hey, beginning. Take your time, dude, because I would love the, the, the great explanation of this, so take your time, dude. 
So court records indicate that the principal, Jerry Simmons, sued the Board of Education a couple of years ago because there was something in his file that he did not like. I have been told someone donated a couple of metal detectors that he accepted. The board was not happy because they were not approved, and they put that in his file that he did not follow proper protocol. He didn't think that should have been in his file, so then he took legal action and sued the board. Obviously, the board is not happy having one of its principals sue them. Well, that was eventually thrown out of court this last May. At the same time, uh, that principal, Jerry Simmons, was then suspended along with guidance counselor Heidi Rick. No official reason was given, but most people within the programs tell you that uh, Jerry and Heidi were accused of changing students' grades, sometimes to make apparently student-athletes eligible is the accusation. Now, if you go and look in the North Carolina state laws, principals have the final say when it comes to grades and are allowed to change grades. That is state law, whether you like it or not. Now, there are some other things that may have to happen. Maybe this teacher has to sign a form. That all depends on different school districts. But anyway, the principal and guidance counselor were suspended with pay for the rest of the school year, at which time Jerry Simmons then reached his retirement eligibility and retired. He has now moved on to a private school, Epiphany in Newburn, where he's teaching. The guidance counselor, Heidi Ritz, went through a bunch of investigations. Uh, no clarity was ever given as to whatever came out of the investigation. So we go through the summer. We come through the beginning of the school year where there was the eligibility issues when it comes to attendance for athletes that, that goes back to last semester. A bunch of the seniors who were allowed to graduate were allowed to take care of those attendance requirements by going to summer school and then getting their degree. Well, I, I don't know what happened with the five athletes that were in question that missed excessive amount of school. They were told hours before they played Jacksonville that they were not allowed to play because they were ineligible. Turned out one of them actually was eligible. Somebody either miscounted or they lost his doctor's notes because he had surgery. But that one individual was, has been reinstated to the team. That is still out there lingering. That even doesn't have anything to do with now the NCHSAA comes out. We heard that Craven County Schools self-reported what they said were academic inaccuracies and ineligibility with the team last year due to, we're told, the alleged grade changing by the principal and the guidance counselor, which again, under state law, we believe is allowed unless there's something else there we're not seeing. So Craven County self-reports, the NCHSAA does not investigate. They never do. They just take what's given to them and then make a ruling. So they never called Jerry Simmons. They never called Heidi Rick. And they made the ruling on what the Craven County School Board gave to them. And they declared Newburn ineligible for the 4A state title, citing academic ineligibility by an undetermined amount of players, but having to forfeit all the games, give away the state championship. Now we're still waiting to hear about this season and whether the five wins they had will be allowed to stand or whether they will be have to forfeit because, again, the attendance requirement, which is in question on this, is so convoluted and so different. And, and so it's just a big old mess that's just not easy to answer because there is no clarity or transparency here in this whole process. Good Lord. That voice you listen to Brian North, News Channel 12, uh, Fox Eastern Carolina. And so much to unwrap there, uh, North. And thank you. That was uh, pretty extensive. But – 
and I'm going to try to hit this point by point. Uh, the first one is, I dude, it's, I've been covering high school sports in the state of North Carolina since 1991. Okay, so this is what my uh, 33rd year, I guess. If you yeah. so, I you talk about education, and this is something I didn't find out until yesterday, and you just uh, said it again. Dude, I had no idea. I promise. I thought that when the NCHSAA declares somebody ineligible, it's because they've done their own investigation. I had no idea until yesterday, and like I said, you made the point again. The NCHSAA does no investigation. They just None. take – So, but that leads me to this question then, North. If if they don't do investigations then and nobody self-reports anything, then – no one would ever lose. No one would ever lose that season, right? Or, I'm being so serious. You are I'm hoping, being serious, right? Yeah. So you're hoping the individual in charge operate with integrity and honesty when it comes to these things. I think that's what we've kind of always thought and hoped that we would have these things. But now you throw in maybe private agendas of people being mad because of lawsuits and how that could possibly taint how you look at these things, and then you then you that's not even to throw in. There's circumstances of some of these kids and, and the homes they come from or lack of homes. And there, there's so much more that goes into this. And so there are people saying a principal should be allowed to change grades to take into account those circumstances. And so th that's a whole other level that we haven't gotten into yet. But with Craven County Schools hiding behind the privacy laws, which, again, legalities that they have every right to and and you don't want to get into people's personal lives on this, but they can hide behind this and not have to give transparency about what they allegedly find or, or, or didn't find. So, but yes, the NCHSAA is not in the investigation business, never have been. They just rely on the county to do all the due diligence. They give them, the NCHSAA gives the reports, and then they just make the final ruling since they're the governing body over athletics. So, um, that's the misnomer. And we had to change some scripts yesterday because we kept saying the NCHSAA investigated. No, they do not. They never have. That's never been their policy, not with cases of inel ineligibility like this. Dude, like I said, and I, I'm being a full, I'm being fully transparent here, North. I, I've been doing this 33 years. I, I, I just assumed that the NCHSAA, because, I mean, I've seen other programs that, you know, have had to forfeit games. I mean, heck, Kinston right. back in the 70s and 80s, if you go through their history right. a little bit, dude, there were four or five seasons there where they ended up having to uh, uh, forfeit games. And I just thought it was – I guess they – I'm just blown away by that point, okay, is it that bad in Craven County then that the Craven County versus Newburn? I mean, I'm trying to, I, here's what I'm trying to do North is I'm trying to put it in perspective of Lenore County where, yeah. you know, we've got, I, I love our school board and I'm not just sucking up to them doing, I mean this sincerely, man. I mean, they work hand in hand. I mean, with Kenston high school, with North Lenore, with South Lenore, I can't fathom something of what you're describing happening in Lenore County. I mean, we've had championship teams here, obviously, in basketball, in baseball through the years since I've been here, too. I can't imagine somebody having such an axe to grind that, I mean, we're not talking that these kids, I mean, from what I'm hearing you say, and tell me if I'm wrong here, North, we're not saying that these kids, you know, were, uh, were cheating or were caught cheating or doing this kind of stuff. It's just in this ambivalent attendance thing that is that has cost Newburn a state championship that's basically what I'm hearing you say am I right or wrong 
Uh, well, with academics as well, and what is allowed and what is not allowed. And so, again, under state law, principal has the right to change grades if they want. Yes, uh, yes. The school board ultimately can can investigate, and, and I guess they have the ultimate authority in these counties. And so th- there's so much gray area, and no one will come out and say, this happened this way, and this is wrong. And so you have just all these different sides to this. And that's the hard part about it. This is not a black and white issue anymore when you are giving people the ability to make changes uh, to the rules. And again, the attendance policy was written in a way where different schools enforced it and interpreted it differently or were able to allow students to overcome what could be uh, breaking the rules by having them make up days, come in on Saturdays, different ways that different schools do it. So there's just so much gray area involved in all this. You would hope that everything is just hardcore right or wrong. But let's take athletes out of this deal. I've been told this happens around the country all the time. You've got a student who's a senior who is right on the borderline. Let's say the passing grade is 65. The kid's got a 63. Do you make them come back and repeat that grade or repeat that class or go to summer school when you can just change the grade to a 65, get them out of there, let them get on with their lives, not mess up the school system even more? So there's arbitrary instances where these things can happen. There's arbitrary instances where a kid is facing some adversity and that may have affected them. And again, they're on the borderline. So this is why I'm guessing principals were given that ability in state law to make those changes based on circumstances. Now, do people use that nefariously to to help student-athletes? I don't know. Nothing was ever revealed on this, if it's a higher percentage of student-athletes or just students in general. I've been told the principal in question, Jerry Simmons, has done a lot for kids who have been disadvantaged. He's bought them clothes. He's bought them school supplies, things they've needed to succeed. And so he's always tried to keep the kids in mind when helping them. Now, you can make the case this does not help them when you allow them to skate by and not meet the standards. That's another big topic to discuss. Giving Jerry Simmons a pass at all on this. Um, I'm just trying to go by facts and what are the state laws and if any laws were actually broken in this case. Or whether this was just a personal witch hunt for someone who sued the school board over something. So there's, and I don't know if I'll ever get the answers on this. I asked Jerry Simmons for an interview. He says he would love to. He just can't at this time because obviously lawyers always win. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be lawyers involved in all this. So there's still so many unanswered questions. And again, the school board is going to hide behind privacy uh, issues and policies, which they have every legal right to do in this case. Goodness gracious, man. And I, we've now been talking about this for 15 minutes, but I still have, I've got to get a couple more questions answered here on my part. Is this appealable? I mean, yes, the NCHSAA came down yesterday and said, Hey, it's, uh, you know, we're stripping the state championship, all the wins from the 2022 season is, can Newburn high school appeal this? Newburn high school could, if they wanted to, but they're not because they're under Craven County schools who self-reported. So Jerry Simmons is trying to find a way if he can somehow appeal to have his side heard where he can justify what happened and the players were not ineligible. I will tell you this. Someone told me that the guidance counselor in question says that when she was put on suspension, there were no players who were ineligible under the laws of the, of the school. So, But I've also been told that no grades were ever changed back retroactively. And the NCAA cleared everybody who went into college to play football. So, again, I keep looking for facts. I keep looking for things to support accusations, and I don't know if we will ever get those. It is a convoluted, sticky mess. 
this happens at a lot of different schools. For some reason, this is being self-reported on this one. And again, I'm all about rules and laws. I'm yeah. all about oh, yeah. I know you, you need to, and you need, you know, follow the rules that are in place. But when the rules are convoluted, you know, in racing, right, there's gray areas. And people try to exploit those gray areas all the time. That seems to be what was maybe done in this case. But did they actually break the rules that are imparted by the state and the county and all of those things? So that's the big question that's out there right now. And so I will tell you there's issues going on at Havelock as well. Remember, Caleb King (laughs) was was approved to be a coach but was not allowed to be the head coach and has been told not to act like a head coach on the sideline. So there's, there's issues there as well. So there seems to be a focus on the football programs in Craven County and how they operate. Wow. I, again, I, I try to put it in perspective with what we have here in Lenore County. And just, I got to tell you, North, it just makes me very thankful for Brent Williams and for Nick Harvey <laughs> and for all our leadership here, because I mean, good Lord almighty, that is crazy. Hey, you know what? And, and you add all of this too that Jerry Simmons is a former president of the NCHSAA board of directors. That just that adds, a, that adds another layer to this, doesn't it? Correct. It, it, I'm telling you, this is there, there's so many moving parts to this. I don't know what is right or wrong. Your head gets spinning when you start diving into this rabbit what's right for the kids. Yeah. And so, but what is that? I mean, what is right for the kids? For some of these kids, football is all they have. It's the only thing that keeps them in school. Yeah. So if you can get them to come to school because of athletics, you do everything you can so they can get a degree. So ultimately down the road, maybe they figure out that education was the most important thing, right? You're trying to get these kids to hold on instead of becoming a statistic. So there's lots of different ways you can look at this. And then you can, other people say, no, you set the bar high and everybody has to jump over it. And when they don't, they have to suffer the consequences. So, so many different angles to look at this and to what is right or wrong for, for these kids and for these teachers and these administrators. But I don't know if there's going to be any clean resolution here to this outside of the state championship is going to stay forfeited. There is an appeal process. I just don't know who's going to do it or how they're going to do it. And you tell me how many times the NCHSAA has ever overturned one of its own rules. <laughs> dude, now that I can tell you, it's never happened, dude. I mean, and I've been in Western North Carolina and seen, you know, state titles, uh, you know, given up there. Do I hear terrorists back there? Yes, I have just arrived to transport the terrorists to the relocation program. <laughs> I absolutely love it, man. Okay, that voice, I tell you what, I'll, I'll give you a second or two to give some hugs and love and all that because I want to thank uh, the title sponsor or the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show is UNC Lenore Healthcare, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston. UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. Okay. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org and again thank you so much to beverly jenkins all the folks over at unc lenore healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview and uh let's let's jump right back into it it's our good friend brian north and uh you dear listeners will be able to shake hands get your hugs in get a high five in as brian north will be emceeing the uh the cheerleading competition tonight at the lenore county fair it's the first night of the lenore county fair 
Uh, the cheerleading competition begins at 630, but you're going to get there about six so you can give out all those hugs and high fives, right? Yeah, we're looking to, uh, forward to it. First time I've had a chance to get out there and look, you know, we got plenty of sanitizer if there's any issues with it. So, uh, but we're happy. We love interacting with uh, with people uh, in the communities. And uh, it's been a few years. First time I've been back to the Lenora County Fair since right after Hurricane Florence. So looking forward to getting back out there. Well, I wanted to take a chance. We're going to talk about it tonight when you and I have the mics and we're uh, we're entertaining uh, the crowd tonight, dude. But I really wanted to give you an opportunity. I know it's a man. Uh, he's a man that meant just so, so much to you, not just to you, but to Eastern North Carolina. And I'm going to speak specifically right here in Kenston, Lenore County, North, and it's Skip Waters. In fact, they love him so much at the Lenore County Fair and in this area. The traveling trophy is named after uh, Skip Waters. And I, this was just one of the things. He did it every year. He always did uh, the Junior Miss <laughs> competition. I mean, there were literally four or five things every year that Skip did, and I just think it's so neat, dude, that you're going to be a part of it, representing Channel 12, or representing yourself too, but also, dude, representing your good friend Skip Waters too, North. Yeah, it was something he looked forward to doing every year. He made sure that he was live uh, every year for that event and wanted to be out to promote the Lenore County Fair. and. Um, so yeah, it meant a lot to him and he did it right up until his death in 2014. And, um, again, that was one of those things he did every year. It was a special thing on his calendar that he made sure not to miss. So, uh, I know you've carried on that tradition, which I'm very thankful for. And, uh, cause I know it's important to people at Lenore County and the Lenore County fair. So, uh, a chance for me just to kind of hang by your side a little, uh, just to kind of, uh, keep that WCTI tradition going that the skip spent decades. Yeah. Uh, being a part of you know and you and i've talked about this in the past too and again that voice you listen to is brian north here on the brian hank show this morning you have sort of and i listen and i mean i know what you're getting ready to say nobody can fill skip's shoes and i mean and that is absolutely true but dude you've done a really good job of it man of uh doing your best to try to fill that void i can't believe it's been nine years 2014 yeah. good lord almighty but you have done a, a very awesome job dude of uh Trying to step into those shoes and that that presence that uh, Skip had. Uh, tell me just a little bit about that, dude. Yeah, well, you know, you, you try. And I've always been a person, if, if you want to take the time to ask me and think that I will help me uh, make your event successful, who am I to say no? I've always tried to help out any way possible. And so, and that's what Skip did as well. So, um, you know, I, and again, that guy had not a free moment in his life it seems like to do all the different events and I still to this day hear about things I had no idea he did with his free time and of course I have less free time than I used to especially with the two terrorists and the family life now and, <laughs> and doing news in the morning and still trying to do some sports at night um having said all that anytime I can get out and do these events I love doing it because it's the one chance you get to connect with your viewers and, and the people who help pay your bills and so I'm always uh, thrilled to be able to get out there and just talk with people and get feedback from them and hear from them about what's happening in their community and what they like or don't like about what we do. Well, dude, I, I will I will say again, it's so funny. We were at a playoff game, at a Wood Ducks playoff game, and who was sitting behind me and who came up and sat behind me? Lynn Hartzell. And, of course, you know, if me and Lynn Hartzell were talking, and especially Coach Hartzell, uh, you know Brian North is going to come up, okay? And then uh, your new guy, Luke, came up and uh, – we uh, got to chat with him a little bit, and then Coach Hartzell gave him the history of Brian North covering sports in, in Kinston and Lenora County, and uh, I don't know, man. It was just, you are appreciated, dude. And, yeah, you're my friend, and I thank the world of you uh, for all the stuff you've done for me 
and uh, all the stuff that I've been through in my 20 years here, dude. But, dude, you, that's just your kind of personality, dude. And you and you you've had it way before Skip too, I'm sure. But people. They love you, man, and especially here in Lenora County, dude, you're beloved. I cannot wait for tonight. It's one of those things, yeah, you know, and I've got a big ego, and I think I'm all this and everything. I do not mind, you know, when Brian North is around, just kind of stepping into the background and just watching the love and adulation. Although I'm still mad at when I was a sports writer and I would be at a game for an entire game and keeping stats and all this, you'd pop in with your camera and wave at people, and they'd all be, Brian North, and I was like, Dude, I've been here for the whole game, you know? <laughs> well, that's just because I put them on TV. I mean, that's, that, <laughs> you had a harder time putting them in the paper. You could only take one picture. I could take video. And that's the only reason they liked it because I, uh, I would put them on TV. And so, But it was always fun to have that happen. It makes you feel appreciated when you're out there working hard and driving long distances to those games. But even if it was only for them wanting to be on TV, at least they recognized who you were and you had that ability. and. And they kind of knew that you would come through for them and at least put them on for three or four seconds, which was uh, always a thrill to me. I've always said uh, I want to put everyone in Eastern North Carolina on TV at least for three seconds at some point. So I've always tried to accomplish that. And, and um, you know, when you do that, and that's the thing, I, I think any success that I've had comes from just being honest and transparent and recognizing that some people just want to be recognized occasionally. And, and that's all you try to do, whether it's a volleyball player or somebody who's a loyal fan in the stands, if you can just give them a few seconds uh, on, on the television, uh, I think they appreciate that. Well, I got to tell you, dude, as we wrap here, uh, man, I am. thank you for coming on this morning. I do appreciate that, as I always do. But, man, thank you for giving of your time tonight, dude, and I mean that. I know Tanya and Waylon, I had Chris, uh, Tanya and Waylon Adams, they're excited about it. I had Chris and Claudia Rains on yesterday, and we talked about you. And, dude, everybody is uh, – we're, we're so honored that you're taking time again – that's usually uh, 6.30 uh, to, what, 8 o'clock tonight or whatever. That's usually about your sleep time since you have to get up. What time do you yeah. get up now? Uh, alarm goes off at 2.30. Whether <laughs> I'm up at that time or not, the whole different thing. But the alarm goes <laughs> off at 2.30. Good Lord, dude. Hey, sincerely, and you'll hear it several times tonight, I'm sure, dude. But thank you, man. I'm just saying thank you for coming on my show this morning. But thank you for coming out and doing that tonight, dude. Can't wait to see you, my friend. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, the terrorists say it's time for them to get some attention now. So. Very good. Good, but good. See you, terrorists. And listen, North, thank you so much. We'll, we'll see you tonight, dude. All right, see you, bub. That's Brian North. Hey, let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the Tuesday edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Tuesday, October the 3rd in the year of our Lord 2023. It is time to play the birthday game that game we play every day here on the brian hank show and features my dear dear friends john dawson hey man, man. <laughs> jonathan massey hey brian i'm actually enthused to be here i i'm glad you wait a minute what about john is he not enthused to be here he's enthused. <laughs> he's thused. i've been enthused a long time he's moderately enthused. yeah okay i can i can accept that you know i can absolutely accept that john dawson you won yesterday's birthday game in overwhelming fashion four to one it, you seem to start these months off great 
and then you uh, you, you find a way to lose. You know, I, I don't know. I, it's depressing because there are a lot of people out there pulling for you. They want you to do who well. Who are these people? Uh, they know who they are. They but know you who don't. they are. You yeah, don't. I, I don't. I don't. But uh, so you're lying. I probably am. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but a, a very good day for you yesterday. Like I said, I guess <clears> when you have four musicians to start a uh, and then, or I'm sorry, three musicians and especially musicians you like and like a Philip Oakey from the uh, Human League and Don McLean and Sting. I don't mind two of them. I like Sting. Okay. You don't like Don McLean? I I only know the one song. That is true. If you put my life on the line and said name another Don McLean song. And I think he had other hits in the day, but uh, that's the one classic radio just beats into the ground. But it's a good song. Yeah, it is. The day the music died. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, We've got one, two, three, four musicians today. Oh, good Lord. Let uh, let me tell you, you're going to like the first one. The second one's a rock, but you're not going to like them, which hurts my feelings because I really like them. And we'll get to that here in a second. 80s metal. Is it 80s metal? Okay. That's what I thought. Guess a band. Let's just see before. You don't even know anything about it. Just guess a band. Poison. No, but close. Uh, 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 warrant. No. Okay. Um, Dockin. No, that's Cinderella. all right. Uh, I can't believe you got knocked Bon Jovi. No, no, no. I don't. I don't I did, did, did. Motley Crue. Oh, God. <laughs> I know you hate Motley Crue. I love Motley Crue, man. <laughs> and then, uh, you're going to love, there's a dead person. You're going to love, I I promise, you're going to love the, the dead person. Okay. Uh, if you go to Vernon Park Mall, because everybody used to just, when the mall was a thing on Saturday night, they would go to the mall and just drive around the mall. Yeah, and cruise. And, and crank Motley Crue. And if you go there now, if you get really quiet, <laughs> and if the wind is blowing just right and the moon is full, you can hear off in the distance. Girls, girls. <laughs> Dude, that'll see, be changing soon after I finalize the ownership. And congratulations! The, uh, yeah, on by that, the way, by how way. have we not talked about that yet? Congratulations! I'm I'm glad they're finally doing something with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brian helped me out a lot with his connections, and uh, you know, you must have sold those Pokemon cards to put the down payment on it. That was my Golden Girl. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. I sold a couple of my Golden Girl albums. Well, you yeah. had a lot of autographs, B. Arthur. So. Mm. I guess we're kind of breaking news here, Arthur. but uh, okay. Brian Brian is a silent partner in this. But yeah, we've been <laughs> we've been we've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of work getting everything ready to go. Um, I think we're getting ready to to break ground and start start renovating the area. So it, exciting times! Well, I'm just glad Richard Clark told everybody where to go find the lot lizards. <laughs> Well, well, if I anybody heard it, knows, it's rich. Well, I've already heard We can't name it Bucky's, you know, like the, the popular thing. But uh, I heard you were going to call it Duckies. Is that true? No. No, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> hate ducks. Um, oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep Vernon Park. I feel like that's been a staple of Kinston for a long time. So I feel like the Vernon Park truck stop is it's, it's a temporary fix. How about we'll, uh, truckies? You really, really trying for the? <laughs> I realize you do have a stake in it. Then you're going to uh, have Star Trek fans showing up by mistake. No, no, Trucky. I said by mistake. Oh. The the illiterate Star Trek fans. <laughs> Which you got to think there's not a lot of them. Just the ones from Wilkes fan. County. It is North Carolina. <laughs> Just the ones from Wilkes County. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll take that actually. <laughs> Really appropriate. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I just keep following my Twitter for updates. 
And uh, I'll be doing another interview with John soon. That's to, right. Uh, We're going to have an update. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. Uh, John Dawson, it feels like it's been a long time since you've done a, uh, a promotion for GoEco, who is a proud sponsor of this here birthday game. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about our good friend Jacques Passeleg and GoEco Office Automation. And make it quick. Nobody wants to hear you. Jacques <laughs> Good Back Lord. to you, Brian. Uh, Jacques Passelec <laughs> down at GoEco sponsors this segment. And uh, if you know anything about GoEco Office Automation, you know that they exude excellence in everything they do, be it their uh, customer service, be it their products, be it the donuts and coffee they have free when you walk in down there. You just tell them Brian Hanks sent you, and they will hook you up with some donuts and coffee. It might take them a few hours to go get it, but they will hook you up with it. Back to you, Brian. Absolutely. If we want to call Jacques Passeleg over there, Jonathan Massey, how do we do that? You pick up the phone. You can dial 252-256-286-5354. Or you can visit his website at goecoNC.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information. I like it, and I approve that message. He was born Ernest Evans, but we know him better as... Chubby Checker. Chubby Checker. A little twist. It is Come so on, crazy. Not only did he do the twist, there's like 18 different variations of the twist. Every seven years, there's new, you know, it's a twist tie, the twist this, the twist that, peppermint twist. There, there's like so many different songs that uh, hey, man. have the twist in it. Hey, say gig, it. A gig is a gig. A gig is a gig indeed. Paulette okay. Burroughs is a big Chubby Checker fan. <laughs> she, really? she might actually know another one of his have songs. Have you talked to her lately? Because I have not. I keep getting requests from her on Facebook, but I keep thinking it's like a hacked account because I've been friends with her on Facebook for 12 years. I guess well, I should let check. me say this about our good friend Paulette. Yes. <laughs> She'll forget her password and just go ahead and start a new uh, Facebook account. So it might account. actually be her. Dude, I'm not even joking. I think I'm friends with six different Paulette Burroughs accounts, and that is not an exaggeration. Well, her nickname real. around the office was Sybil. <laughs> there you go. Well, my point being, it probably is her, okay? okay. So, uh, anyway. Uh, Chubby Checker, how old is he today there, John Dawson? And, yes, still alive. I double-checked it to make sure. Um, 83. You say 83. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 84. He was born October the 3rd in the year of our Lord, 1941. So he's only 82. Congratulations there, uh, John Dawson. You get that one. Let's do the twist. Sounds like Cleveland. Cleveland son. Hey, Daddy. That is awesome. Okay. Oh, my God. So many great songs. You already know. <laughs> He's oh, a drummer geez. and co-founder of this band. Listen to this intro. Can I stop it? Stop it. This is worth it. Now, now type in Bad Motor Scooter by Montrose, Sammy Hagar's first band. Sound familiar? What <laughs> came out first? That came out in 73. Okay. Just saying. It's a better song with a better singer, so you might as well just let it play. No, 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 no. no <laughs> Sammy Hagar, man, come on. You know. But that intro is a total lift. <laughs> Same thing. It sort of is. He's not. He's not wrong. Sort of. That's exactly. Did they get sued for that? <laughs> this is Kickstart My Heart. Bah, sorry. 
This is Kickstart My Heart. Who is the drummer and co-founder of Motley Crue? He dated uh, Pamela Anderson. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Dude. And his I mom made a lot of money in the uh, bakery Don't business. you say I'm going to mute your mic. No. Sally! That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. And all of her pies are disease-free. <laughs> we can't say the same for Tommy Lee. <laughs> well, he dated Pamela Anderson. Have you seen her lately, though? Oh, she's gorgeous. From a distance. <laughs> she got the stuff taken out. Uh-huh. And, and natural. I mean, she look, I mean, She never had any of that done anyway. But, you know. You're right. I, what did I see? I saw her on something in the last couple of weeks. And she looks age-appropriate. I she mean, she doesn't look new, like she's uh, someone trying to be. Probably looks better. She was, she's very she was in the new uh, Baywatch movie with The Rock. Was she? Well, brief appearance, appearance at the end. Yeah, I'm telling you, she... Uh, so was our beloved Hasselhoff. Oh, my. He ate a cheeseburger off the ocean floor. <laughs> That's awesome. Tommy Lee of the greatest rock band of all time, Motley Crue. Oh, I know we're probably way over already. No, we're good. We're actually good. It, there's a, uh, a outtake from Ted, the Seth MacFarlane movie with the teddy bear. Yeah. Where they're at a they're at a a Q and A for uh, Knight Rider, and it's Hasselhoff and Kit. And Seth Hello, Michael. Yeah, and Seth MacFarlane's obviously voicing Kit, but uh, Ted, the teddy bear, asked Hasselhoff how many beers he had before he tried to eat that cheeseburger. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how many cheeseburgers? <coughs> And Kit was like, when I was at my lowest point playing a school bus, this man <laughs> wrote me a check <laughs> and then, like, runs down Ted. That's pretty funny. It is awesome. Okay, uh, Tommy Lee over there. Jonathan Massey, how old is he today? 59. You said 59. Hold on. Brian, it's just Motley Crue. Actually, can I change my answer? It's up yeah, to you let me do it. Go ahead. 61. Okay, hold on. Come on, man. It's Motley Crue. We're almost there. Might as well give it to me. God, I love this song. When we started this band, I would need him. Needed it was a land. Years gone by, I say we've kicked some ass. Oh, there are no drums there. Sorry. <laughs> loud, bro. He is indeed 61 years old. <laughs> he was born October 3rd, 1962. Tie it up one to one. That was. Uh, you remember when I let you do that for Tony Bass? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> I hope you die of scurvy in a gutter. <laughs> Good lord. Me too, man. <laughs> you've been reading. You've been looking at my dream board. It's like in uh, Blazing Saddles. He says, a man drink like that and don't eat. He's going to die. And he says, when? <laughs> oh, um, this no is, doubt. She was a co-founder and lead singer for this band, No Doubt. It's the lovely, and I love her, man. The lovely Gwen and talented. Stefani. Gwen Stefani. You're not a fan? I don't. I'm, I'm neutral. neutral. I don't care. She what about you over there? She's okay, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't love her enough to watch that stupid reality show on uh Don't on sing. Don't sing. This is don't speak. <laughs> no, he was talking to her. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you deserve this. Hold on. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I like this song, though. Hold on. Chorus. She did a duet with Sublime. It was pretty funny. It was pretty good. 
you was like it one it? of the Sublime songs? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming with Rome. No, the original. Really? Yeah. Was it Santeria? I can hear her doing Santeria. I'd have to look it up. I've got a sublime greatest hits. Y'all are ruining this. Brian, this song has been overplayed. Everybody's heard it 30,000 times. They know it. This John, is not new ground. John, we can't expect him to listen to crap music in his free time. In his own car or his own house. Well, when I mean, we're not on the air. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's, you finally got to the actual. Yeah. <laughs> we are in his own house. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give him that. Gwen Stefani. How old is he over there, John Dawson? She. Yeah, a little Freudian slip. <laughs> um... He little wishful thinking on Brian's part. Uh, that's what the, <laughs> can't believe you two basically had the same joke. Uh, God. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, 48. You say 48. What do you say over there, Jonathan Massey? Oh, I love this bridge right here. who we are. God, that's beautiful. Listen. That's pretty. It's an acoustic guitar. Yeah. <laughs> if I brought an album of acoustic music in here, you'd throw it at me. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay. Uh, what did you say, uh, Jonathan Man- uh, Parrot Dawson? He said 48. And what are you going to say? 49. She was born October the 3rd in the year of her Lord, 1969. Whoa. Did not see that coming. Yeah. She's 54 today. I I didn't think she was my, I'm 54. I didn't think she was my age. What did you say? 49. You said 48 and he said 49. I had no idea. Okay. We'll pop that down there. And uh, we've got one more musical hymn. It'll be at the very end. Uh, He's a minister and activist and he's lost so much weight. I don't even recognize him anymore. It's... Oh, the, Al Sharpton. The Reverend Al Sharpton. Mr. I'm Mr. Tawana Brawley himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of him. Don't get it twisted. But I've got to say this, though. They did a uh, – CNN did a very balanced uh, thing on uh, Rudy, Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, a four-part series on uh-huh. what happened to America's mayor. Yeah. And i got to tell you, and it, it really was. It was very even balanced. They had people from both sides – you know, chime around in 9-11, everybody loved him. Well, that's what they say. I mean, and, and then he went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. Indeed, he did. And they uh, but they had Al Sharpton. I didn't even recognize him. His head is huge. I mean, it's skinny, but it's huge compared to the rest of his body. Mm-hmm. You remember Al Sharpton back in his heyday? He was just a big load of blubber, you know? Yeah. Have you seen him lately? Yeah. He's, he's had to have lost 120, 130 pounds probably, dude. Well, losing all those defamation suits will do that to you. <laughs> You're not able to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but anyway, the, the Reverend Al Sharpton, Jonathan Massey, how old is he today? He loves Duke uh, lacrosse, I heard. <laughs> I, I he never apologized for that. You know that? I didn't say he wasn't a despicable human being, but he's had I a birthday. Like, I just like to remind people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 71. You say 71. What do you say, John Dalton? Wait, what's the score? Two to one. Two to one, Jonathan. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I just got thrown. I threw myself off there. 72. And what did you say? 71. He was born October the 3rd in the year of the Lord, 1954. He's only 69 today. Oh he is my. 69 years old. Go ahead. Take one more shot at him while I'm getting this music ready. Uh, just ruining people's lives for no reason keeps you young. <laughs> uh, 
Rudy Giuliani, did they, did they, the one thing that was not balanced about him was his use of uh, hair product. <laughs> Dude, everybody wants to take shots at CNN, but what, and they used to be sort of the left of center news. Uh, well, they probably still are. They are a little bit, but it's sad that CNN has now become, it really is. It's as centrist as you can be. Dude, Fox News is junk. The most centrist and show, and I'm not saying M- that. Let me say, MSNBC is junk. Yeah. Fox News is junk. CNN skews a little left, but between those three, they are the most centrist of the three, and it's not even close. I don't know about the whole network, but as far as show, there's a show on PBS called Frontline. Yep. Uh, they had they did a thing. Um, they've been the most even-handed show I've seen because even 60 Minutes leans one way or the other. But they like when the uh, Obama administration took over, they were going to take Wall Street to task, and they were going to do this and do that. And they did a big expose on it. And basically what they did, they went in a room and said, we have to act like we're doing something, guys. So they went out and said that they were read the riot act, but they, nothing was done. Yeah. And they did the same thing with Trump. And it's that's the most even-handed show I can think of here. Well, like I said, I, I got sucked into watching the uh, Rudy Giuliani thing. It was a four-part series, so about an hour each. And I was expecting them to, you know, take all these shots at Rudy, or, you know, and all this, which I'm not a fan of. Don't get a twist. I'm well, not a fan like of Well, it seems like for the first chunk of his career, I mean, he cleaned up. Everybody made fun of him, but he cleaned up Times Square. They talked about, well, not just Times Square. He cleaned up New York. Crime rate went down. Uh, way down. And But, the, but then uh, the people on the left, including Al Sharpton, were complaining that, you know, they were uh, – they did clean up crime, but they were a little heavy-handed. And they even had numbers to support. They were a little well, if, heavy-handed. if Al had been impacted by that crime and had to live in those places, he would have had a different attitude. But he was able to make money off an argument. So that's what he does. Is this me arguing with you? Yeah. No, is it? No, no, not at all. I mean, you're right. But what I like to say, one more time, what CNN did, with, I was very pleased. And it's just come out in the last couple of months. And I was very, very uh, I I can't even see how anybody who's on the left side or on the right side would be like, uh, wow, it was very fair. I mean, it was very fair to him. Frontline did this thing. This is when um, Cheeto was running against uh, Sleepy Joe, before, like the week before the election. They traced both of their lives from birth up until the election. And when they got to the end of Trump's thing, they said if he doesn't get his way, he'll set everything on fire out the door. Did they call that or what? Yeah. And they also said Biden had a history of making really bad decisions. Listen. And then apologizing and getting away with it. So they called that, too. I think both of them are terrible. You know, I mean, you, you, again, you don't hear me sitting here saying, oh, Biden is the best or oh. I wonder if know. I could take a pill and hibernate through this next election cycle, I'd take oh, it. Oh, dear God, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Okay, uh, uh, we did Al Sharpton, right? Yep. Who, who got, got it? it. You guys, so it's two to two? Or three, three to, to one. one. Oh, you've already won then, three to one. Okay, here is the last. It's a musical hint. He died in 1990. I, I don't remember us talking about this musician. I can't wait to see what you have to say. I, I know you like him. I'm pretty sure you like him. Oh, Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray Vaughan. This is Texas Flood. Stevie Ray Vaughan in double trouble. I didn't know how he died. I went down a deep helicopter. Yeah. I was in a tobacco field, and they came over to radio and and I'll, 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 to my dying day, if I could find this DJ, I'd scream at her. Where I got through hanging a load of tobacco, and I'm in the truck headed back to the field, and they come on the radio and say, uh, we've heard reports that uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, the helicopter he was in, uh, went down, and he did not survive. And he, was, he had done a show. The encore was he, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Robert Cray, Eric Clapton, Jimmy Vaughan, and Buddy Guy, maybe. I can't remember. And it says, 
But we were relieved to find out Eric Clapton wasn't on the helicopter. If I, if I could have driven to Raleigh and got my hands on this, I'm not making that up. Dude, I don't think it. I'm I don't just, think you're making it up. That's what a horrible thing to say. Yeah. Good God Almighty, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, he was incredible. He 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 uh, worshipped at the altar of Albert King, blues guitarist, and uh, uh, he brought the blues back to the mainstream. So, the, uh, I mean, a lot of people, the blues became a viable business again because he broke through. He had some MTV hits, believe it or not. And uh, but he he was the real deal. He would play so hard the calluses on his fingers would come off, and he'd glue them back on, and then just keep playing. He was, wow! And he had finally gotten clean and sober, and then dies in a helicopter accident. He, <laughs> what, uh, what would you play? Is this good or would you? This play? is fine. Okay. He did a he was doing an interview with somebody, and he was talking about a snake of all things. He said it was a copperhead rattler. A what? <laughs> To my knowledge, no such thing. But somebody stitched the video and goes, oh, thanks, Stevie Ray. Now I got something else to be afraid of. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole while, he's got a big fat (coughs) wad of dip in his mouth talking about it with his hat on it. Oh, yeah. That'll always stick with me because I... It's nonsensical, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that man's on drugs. (laughs) It is Texas. They got a lot of stuff down there that doesn't exist anywhere else. They might have chupacabras down there for all we know. Uh, they might have some drugs that don't exist anywhere else based on what he was talking about. <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan, John Dawson. How old would he be if that legend were still alive today? Can I get my calculator? Absolutely. He passed away he, in 1990. I think I know when he was born. Mine's about to drive home inside. 69, Brian. <laughs> He was born 54. October the 3rd in the year of the Lord, 1954. And just like the Reverend Al Sharpton. Don't you compare him to Al Sharpton. I'll come across this desk right now. But they were born the same day. <coughs> the same. Dude, your sincerity in that, you weren't even smiling. It's a shame Al didn't like helicopters. <laughs> wow. How you like that? Yeah, it is. What mm-hmm. it is. But they were. They were born the same day, year, everything. October third, nineteen fifty-four. Both sixty-nine years old today. This is me. I don't. I can't afford therapy, so I'll throw this out there. I had a VHS. It was like a VHS of uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan videos in like Austin city limits. And I took it to school because I was in our guitar band class was nothing. You played tape ball, and who the team that won got an A, and the team that lost got a B. But this is at high school. Yeah. But they put in Sounds the vi- like ECU. Ah, I'm just joking, ECU fans. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, put in the VHS tape, and everybody in band was making fun of Steve. This is before he died. Yeah. Playing this amazing music. They're making fun of his teeth. After he dies, oh, I've, I, they're all the biggest Stevie Ray Vaughan fans ever. Of course. So, anyway, back well, to you, Brian. You lose today 3-2, to two, uh, but a good finisher. Some local birthdays here. Man, just three incredible women uh, having birthdays here today. Constance Hangle. I got to tell you, let me pot this down because I, I want your music underneath this anyway at this point. Uh, Constance Hangel uh, works over at UNC Lenore Health and is one of the most positive people I've ever met. She is an incredible, incredible person. Love her to death. I I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever seen her, and I mean this in all sincerity, when she does, she's not had a big smile on her face. She gives great hugs. She's just a, she's a great person. So happy birthday, Constance Hangel. Uh, Michelle Brownlee. You remember Michelle Brownlee. We coached her son. Alex. Uh, yeah. Alex. We coached Alex, uh, and she now works for the sheriff's office, or I guess she's probably been with the sheriff's office for a while. Saw her a couple of weeks ago. Uh, 
and uh, can you make sure they took on my, my name off all the lists? <laughs> they have not. Okay. Oh boy. And then, uh, and then uh, I, I guess she's a woman now, but I was about to say a girl that I went to high school with, who's just a sweetheart, man. Her name in high school she was Pam Stewart. She's now Pam Stewart Fairchild. I believe she lives in California now. And every once in a while, it just does, I'll post something randomly, and and I'll see a like from Pam Stewart Fairchild. And I'm like, oh man, that's cool. Mm. You know, she's awesome. Thank the world of her. So. Have a great day. We'll see you on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And thank you again to Jacques Passleg and GoEco Office Automation for sponsoring the birthday game as he has done. Just one of the great guys. And, man, like I said, three great birthdays there. Pam Stewart Fairchild, Michelle Brownlee, and the awesome and, and just incredible Constance Single. Thank the world of her. So as we wrap up today's show, man, did I not tell you, if you've been with us for the whole two hours, and if you have, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. But, I'm telling you, uh, tons of information. Thank you so much to Richard Clark uh, for joining us the first hour. And how about this breaking news as the birthday game was uh, going on there? It looks like we were talking about Reggie and where he would end up, Richard and I were. It looks like he's going to go to the Houston Rockets. Uh, that is what has uh, been me- different media reports have him going to the Houston Rockets. So we'll talk more about that. I may even try to, if he signs with them today, May try to get Reggie on the show in the next day or two uh, to, to talk about his new move there. thought it was really neat, too, that uh, one of the reports said that, uh, <laughs> how about this? He has now been a member of three of the three Texas NBA teams in the last four months. Who else can claim that? Hardly anybody. Nobody can, I think. Uh, so I thought that was really neat. But, uh, again, thank you to Richard Clark in our first hour. And, man, if that had only come out an hour earlier, I could have got Richard's reaction. I uh, may still try to get up with him the next day or two also to get his reaction. Again, thank you to Brian North for joining us here in the second hour. Uh, you can see Brian North and I tonight at the Lenore County Fair, 630 uh, until, I guess, 730 or 8 or so for the cheerleading competition. Very excited about that. He and I will be emceeing it. Get out to the Lenore County Fair. Buy one uh, wrist bracelet get one free so uh it's gonna be a fun night out there get out there and have fun tomorrow mike martin in our first hour outgoing kenson north county parks recreation director Corey povar in our second hour have a great tuesday we'll see you tomorrow on the brian hanks show presented by lenore community college